Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Normiebots, roll out and get ready to talk shape-changing robots. It's Transform May on Normies Like Us. Podcast in disguise. My name is Optimus Prime. We are autonomous robotic organisms from the planet Cybertron. Are you Samuel James Witwicky? Humans don't deserve to live. They deserve to choose for themselves. Bumblebee, stop lubricating the man. Get that thing to stop! Welcome back, you heard it up top. It's the podcast that's more than meets the eye. It's Transform May, a very special month where we will be talking the five Transformer movies over the five weeks of May, every Tuesday. New Normies Like Us robot content coming at you with your host, uh, Decepticolin. I'll be Mike Kayla. I like cars. <laughs> oh, don't be Mike Kayla. <laughs> Why? She's the best character. I mean, better than Sam Witwicky, yeah. you might say. <laughs> She's the hero. Um, this is uh, Jacob B. I don't know. Jacoby. Wow. <laughs> Jacob B. Uh, I, use a, I don't talk. I just have a radio that reflects my, my thoughts. You're good at this podcasting thing for <laughs> not being able to talk. That's yeah, right. Our Jacob recorded radio. He's finally um, here. And if you're watching on our video on YouTube, uh, you might notice I've got the maximum orange and teal going on for my lighting. So that's... Uh, you know, this that's may have been where that started, right? I, I noticed with the posters, it's like, huh? Definitely, yeah, definitely popularized. I think that's a very it's a cinematic podcast. This thing. episode, uh, a slow mo shot is going past you, Jacob, while a beautiful blonde woman kind of like whips her head around. Yeah, we're yeah. dolling around slow motion. It's funny, yeah. The orange and teal did persist up until even Mortal Kombat is close, and Kong and Godzilla are also orange and teal. So we still didn't kind of break out of that yeah. <laughs> trope. So you know. There's Definitely Michael Bay, uh, you know, that's a signature look for him. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? It works. So Yeah, so Transformers, we're going to be doing, as Colin said, Transform A, you know, while, yeah, the Bad Batch is going to come out and there's some new Marvel announcements. We said, no, we're going to do Transform A. There's five <laughs> weeks, five look, main Mike, movies. We've gotten some great pitches in the past, okay? We did the Star Wars miniseries. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Jacob comes to us. He says, next year, Harry Potter over the winter breaks. We kill it. We get the best guests we've ever had on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We love talking about it. Obviously, the next most important franchise we're doing one of these long miniseries on is going to be the Transformers series. Obviously. Not Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Not yet. You know, the not yet. First, no. Lord of the Rings. The important stuff, you know, first Transformers. Then, we'll, you know, first things first, let's say. So, yeah, it's a global phenomenon. Uh, we'll be doing the main transformers movies yes. but yeah. mainly talking the main movies maybe a bumblebee readers of this podcast as we like to call our fans reach out if you want that extra episode Share this going if to you June. want that yeah otherwise like you know uh, i love it one. but otherwise we'll kind of just be talking general stuff about the toys joe our toy master is kind of not here at the moment but we'll we'll get some perspective on that we'll talk about the 80s cartoon series but i, I do want to know for up top right now did you guys have Transformers. No, well, I had no. um, yeah, I had one Transformer, and it was Starscream, and I was unable wow. to transform it myself because they were pretty <laughs> tricky. Actually, like you had to remove oh, pieces for like a child, right? And uh, I decided 
this is terrible. I don't want any more of these. And uh, I, I, I didn't get too much into the cartoon either. So really, like a lot of people, a lot of the normies in the 2000s, this movie kind of reintroduced me to the Transformers universe. Like I knew about it. I, I've seen a couple episodes of the cartoon, but I never really fell in love with it. Um, probably just wow. because that toy was hard to put together. Well, yeah, yeah, but that kind of blows my mind, Mike, because 80s stuff. Now, if we say, we did an episode on it, that you hadn't seen G.I. Joe, that would be weird. You mm-hmm. said, like, you know, I didn't have any toys for Mask or, you know, the Champions of the Universe, you know, those other crazy 80 ones. I wouldn't understand that. But Transformers, pretty fucking popular. And, Jacob, you're saying no, too. Yeah, I'll just say up top, you know, I never watched the, the cartoon. I never owned any of the toys. I don't really have any sentimental attachment to Transformers. Um, but I will say, and I'll talk a little about this later, but I do have somewhat of a sentimental attachment to this movie, Transformers oh 2007. Oh, my okay. God. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's the it's definitely the best, the most, you know, coherent one of like the first five, you know, until Bumblebee. Um, and it's the one that I really remember. I remember seeing in theaters, unlike, you know, I probably can tell you a single fucking thing about two through five. So <laughs> that's going to be fun to, to rewatch. But um, this movie, you know, came out at the time of my life when I was, uh, you know, starting to get a lot of interest in movies, going to movies a lot, um, you know, summer of 2007. Uh, so mm-hmm. for me, you know, that was like between my junior and senior year of high school. So, you know, I was going to the movie theater a lot. Also, my friend worked at the movie theater, so we would just go there all the time and get his employee discount. So this really, um, you know, brings me back to that time. You know, summer of 2007, you know, it was this movie. It was Spider-Man 3. Oh, my uh, God. There was a Pirates movie. There was a Harry Potter. Wow. Simpsons movie. Um, Hot that was kind damn. Of like, what a know, year. That was like the Great summer year. of movies, what you know? What a year. Wow. And for the, yeah. those listeners at home, a movie theater is a place before the pandemic <laughs> you could go and sit and watch on a very large screen with a lot of people you closer than six feet. You $20, Mike. Yeah. yeah, you'd get a very uncomfortable seat. No, it was a good yeah, time. I mean, this but, is but the really kind of movie that's like a popcorn movie, right, yes. Jacob? And it was totally. Huge. And I, you know, all my friends went to see it and, um, you know, I was driving, had my driver's license, so I was kind of had more freedom. And so this a is just of part this. of that summer. Yeah. I, you know, I think of it as my summer of movies where I would just go every fucking weekend, you know, uh, 300 came out a little earlier that year, oh my God. super bad, <laughs> knocked up, um, same year. So it was a crazy year for movies and it was a very transformative time in my life. So nice. because for those reasons, yeah, I have a lot of nostalgic feelings about this movie in particular yeah it's gonna be fun to go back but uh colin then how about you you know growing up transformers transformer boy decepticon oh my god you, uh, and i just want to reiterate to the normies don't you dare call me a transformer boy uh <laughs> i did not pitch this series of episodes we were just having fun doing mark Wahlberg impressions that is how this came about <laughs> yeah um i am a diehard transformers guy uh mm. i'm not the one in my family that is it's my brother's thing my older brother we used to collect them when we were kids. Like it was probably the first thing we kind of obsessed over. Probably one of the first things we ever watched. I mean, that old animated movie where Optimus Prime dies, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, used to make us cry our eyes out. Featuring and Orson Welles and Leonard yeah. Nimoy voices. <laughs> what a fact to know about that. Uh, wow. God, it is. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, as a character that might appear over the course of these five movies, we'll see if uh, we meet Unicron. But um mm-hmm. 
I remember this film coming out just like Jacob. 2007, it was my senior year of high school. You know, driving, like you said, hanging out with friends. This was huge. And I remember the marketing of Shia LaBeouf. He's just like us. You know, you got to understand Indiana Jones, a series. We've talked about Shia before on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2008, that's going to come out after this. So Steven Spielberg producing, though, wants to get Shia in a big franchise. But I remember the advertising being like, Shia's just like you guys. He's a teenage kid. He wears Strokes right. t-shirts and he bangs <laughs> Megan Fox. You're going to want to see this movie. And that was That's kind what I'm of it's the like, appeal. This is like, this movie epitomizes the, like 2007 to me because it's yes. like Shia was like going on his leading man. Like, like what, you know, for younger people who don't, you know, maybe hard to believe. They but, might just know the do it meme. <laughs> Yeah, and we should say, you know, Shia somewhat canceled now. Um, yes, yes. Which we won't go into too much, but uh, unfortunate. But if you look at like Chris Pratt now, like he kind of was having the career trajectory of Chris Pratt, maybe Chris Pratt a That's couple a years ago point. during Jurassic yes. uh, World and yeah. Guardians. But yeah, he was in everything, it seemed like. And Megan Fox was like, you know, the biggest thing in the world for a minute. Like it really... Just everything about this movie, the Lincoln Park song at the oh end, like God. it just epitomizes <laughs> 2007 <spoiler>. for me. <laughs> no, for uh, sure, for sure. I think I have more of a Beast Wars attachment, but maybe some of that will come up later. But yeah, this feels <laughs> I'm like so happy, Mike. it's it, it is a representation of like the beginning of the era of like all blockbuster all the time, and you know, there's a billion dollar franchise. It all started here, so excited to kind of talk about how this film kind of transform the landscape of uh, oh my cinema. God. And I think I it's love, also interesting, state, like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 2007, right before Iron Man, right? Iron Man was 2008, right after. So this was the same year, Spider-Man 3. So it's before right in Dark that limbo Knight. area, post Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, pre-Marvel Avengers, right in that sweet spot, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of the biggest thing in the world at the time. And if anything to say before we actually get into talking the film proper, I mean... Literally, you know, say what you will about the franchise as a whole. We're going to be doing every movie. Michael Bay certainly did take something very niche and make it very normy, um, which is something we talk about a yeah. lot on this show. So, Absolutely, Mike. Credit I'll to that. say this too. Jacob brought up the canceling thing, you know, about Shia. You got to give credit to the X-Men franchise. If you guys had pitched to do that one, I would say, no, we're not talking about old BS. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. Michael Bay has never been canceled despite the fact that you who knows you know maybe he should be maybe he shouldn't be God, the guy just gets away kind of a jerk but <laughs> yeah. so far yeah. nothing's come up there's definitely some uh, accounts of you know how he treated Megan Fox on set that you know it's like you know but nothing like totally cancelable but just you know maybe he's not like oh, a great guy oh you mean when she but... called him Hitler <laughs> we'll talk all about it let's get in let's dive into the movies Mike's right let's transform let's head over to the Normitron. Talking Transformers. We're back. We're talking Transformers. Beep, boop, beep, boop. On normies like us. Uh, real quick question before we dive into it. What would you turn into as I host Colin and transforming from a fire truck into a, a host right now? Is that just your ladder or are you happy to see me? 
Um, <laughs> it's coming out, Mike. Yeah, I would be a, a Honda Element because that's what I drive, and I I love that car. It's not a flashy. Honda Element. I, that's that would great. be my choice. <laughs> Very utilitarian. I'd probably turn into a uh, a little gun, maybe. You know? <laughs> not a giant uh, gun. No, just a little gun, uh, like a handheld gun. Just like, a, but, like uh, the no. tiniest little Derringer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like a little James Bond PP7. Um, sure. Or I turn into a Kia Forte because that's what I drive. And, uh, <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. Shout out right. to you. turn into a Honda Fit. Um, yeah. Good this is a franchise car. that is essentially a car commercial. We'll, we'll get oh, into yeah. that in just a sec. <laughs> but to give the background on it, just the, the bare minimum background. Yeah. This shares something in common with something we have talked about before, a very long ago episode, and that is the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, in the same way that Super Sentai was just sort of a thing that existed in Japan and was its own cool, interesting show, and somebody said, oh, I can buy that, and I can write over top of it and add weird, interesting combined elements, that's what happens with Transformers. It's literally two separate toy lines, uh, Diacon and Micromen in Japan. And Hasbro goes, yeah, we'll take those. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll hire a bunch of Marvel writers, and they'll come up with some cool, kooky stories. And that's Transformers. Yeah, I love that you brought this up, because I was just kind of thinking back before this episode, too, about how so much of our childhood was secretly from Japan. Like even G.I. Joe, the show was animated by Japanese anime directors. And then this was, you know, Japanese toys, Power Rangers, and even Ninja Turtles is influenced by the Ninja craze. It was like, it's amazing how much of that era really came out of here. And as you said, the movie is a car commercial. These uh, Hasbro cartoon started as a toy commercial, as many shows did. And that's exactly right, Mike. They hired these Marvel writers to be like, what would would be the world of these things? And they're like, well, you know... (laughs) You need, like, a show. And, you know, yeah. there needs to be a good guy and a bad guy. Optimus Prime and Megatron, the Autobots and the Decepticons. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're just, like, taking notes, taking notes. Creative and mythos. they release, you know, what I didn't realize as a kid when Hound would come out and say, it's me, Hound, the Transformer. I'm about to use my super one-of-a-kind jet laser pack and fire it at, you know, and say the evil guy's name by name. I didn't realize that what they were saying was buy these, buy these, buy these, but it fucking mm-hmm. worked. Now in stores, I'll use my special conversion jetpack now available in stores. <laughs> Shooting seizures at us. Yeah. 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 And there, yeah, there was that whole thing too, the flashing lights uh, causing issues. It was the pioneering days. Uh, times were different in the early uh, mid eighties. Yes. But it's on everybody's radar. It's super popular. Gets on Steven Spielberg's radar for years. He wants to develop and make the movies, you know, there's talk. How do we do it? Is the technology there? Do we have to wait for CGI? Do we build animatronic transformers? No, you're not going to fucking do that. That's <laughs> insane. Eventually, he just kind of gets off the project, but passes it on, stays on as a producer, and we get, like we said, Mr. Michael Bay himself. Now, do you guys Bad like boy. Michael Bay movies? Do you like Armageddon or The Rock? I think The Rock's probably the best. Um. Some of them, yeah. I like, you know, The Rock, uh, Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain oh, no. came was out after Transformers. The, right, um, yeah. the yeah. Island, uh, like that back in the day. Uh, not a great Scarlett movie. Scarlett Johansson's uh, in there, right? Yeah. Early, early days? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm lukewarm on, on Michael Bay films. Like, I, They're very, like, 
style over substance for sure. Yes. You know, but he does know how to craft kind of that blockbuster. Not very heavy on character, very high on spectacle and, and you know, sweeping camera movements and, you know, maybe yeah. the right guy for this kind of thing, I guess. But He definitely has his tropes that uh, are in this movie and would be in future movies. I would say that this movie um, is definitely the, the, the most watchable um, do we and, know, you know the, some of the problems with the series would kind of come in later? Yeah, Agreed. this is definitely like, I think a, a strong starting point. Do we know how Michael Bay kind of got interested in jumping on this or it's just, I think it's just, just a gun for hire truly. And the fact that he can handle these budgets kind of mm-hmm. relates to what we said about our guy, Zack Snyder, right? He's kind of a God love him. Dumber Zack Snyder, uh, uh Michael Bay, yeah. you would almost think, right? But to Jacob's point, I agree. And I think when he is leaning into his belief of, well, I took over a Spielberg film, I should kind of make this a Spielberg film. And it does have those elements of what Bumblebee will be eventually, but the mm. E.T. plot of a special thing comes into a normal kid's life and unexpectedly makes it better, right? That is sort of the core Spielbergian story of this. Mm-hmm. And you get some For of those sure. good sweeping shots of wide-eyed Megan Fox saying like, "Where? Are, what are you? What even are you? What is this?" You know, it's like very Spielbergian. We are cybernetic he, organisms. Yeah. <laughs> when he has to succumb to his own instincts of let's lift off what some of those tropes are: beautiful blonde women. Um, military porn, you know, patriotic, mm-hmm. very, very yes. like, we got to get these shots of these helicopters just fucking right. <laughs> and, you know, let's put some light racism in here, too, guys. <laughs> like when the first joke <laughs> yeah, of the some, movie some is racial stereotypes, a Latino mm-hmm. guy who's also Cajun going like, oh, my mama's gumbo and them saying, hey, you speak English <laughs> like that is rough. Yeah, there's some, um, and I think, you know, this is only, you know, mid-2000s, but I think there's definitely some stuff that didn't age well. No. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like, the you know, film opens and it's like, this is kind of Michael Bay's thing. Is It's like very thin. It's very, like, almost high school juvenile. It's He's Zack Snyder if Zack Snyder never read Anne Rained. You know, and, and instead had <laughs> Auto Trader and Sports Illustrated swimsuit right. edition. You know, I mean, yeah. If you're talking uh, Zack Snyder versus Michael Bay, I'll take Snack Snyder. Z- Snack Snyder. Snack Snyder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think I prefer you know the Zack Snyder style over Michael Bay's style. It's very. Like these characters, going back to that scene, it's like as soon as they're introduced, you know, Josh Dumel gang. I'm like, I, I don't like any of these people. Like, no. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if we uh, if we can get into all the, there's so many human characters in this that are just yes. like totally pointless, and it's like, why? Are, like, okay, you got the military guys. Okay, we need the military angle or whatever. Because we're getting free got- prop. <laughs> we're getting free helicopters for the movie. We got to, you right. know, do, do <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah the, the military propaganda is pretty over look the top good. in this, but yeah. Um, and then you got what Australian track uh, uh, hacker lady, um, the hacker Anthony crew, Anderson. That's right. Yeah, why is Anth- like what is Anthony Anderson's purpose in this movie? Um, if he's so good, he got- why wasn't he recruited with that first group of hacker teens? They're doing it right out of high school now, right. Mike. Yeah, well, he's not even a hacker. He's just like the friend of that lady. But he could like, read the signal no. anyway. <laughs> to yeah. Jacob's point. There are so many diverging plots that part of it, you can feel the writers going, it's going to be so satisfying 
when everyone's in that helicopter and she says, I'm this person. What are you here for? And he they says, all meet up. Yeah, my, you know, my car was actually an alien. You don't care about these humans coming together. If they had been cutting back and forth to the robot stars of this franchise and you saw them come together with other characters, you would be like, oh, I absolutely love this. But that's a that's a disrespect already. Let's talk about the main thing. It's mm-hmm. not an important fact, but none of this is the plot line of any of the mythology. There is no such thing as the all spark. So for the opening words of mm-hmm. this franchise to be, of course, we all know what the all spark is. You know, fans of this would go, no, 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 no. Uh, right. That is not a real thing. Well, and will you understand that MacGuffins are something that have to get introduced in these movies, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, I, I just don't like it. I didn't like it. Well, Colin, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some yeah. kind of, MacGuffin from the TV show that's called like the Matrix or something, and that's what they were originally going to go with the Matrix, sure. but then they changed the name because of the Matrix movies. Um, oh, so that's that would what the make All-Spark sense. Was. That blows that's what my I read mind. Anyways. Yeah, there's the Matrix, the Autobot Matrix of leadership, which is the big thing inside Optimus. It's in the animated movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is a MacGuffin that they use. But the actual plot line of Transformers and, and, and why I take issue with the fact that they go with a very stereotypical plot of we're group A, we need to get to group B because they have item C and that will solve the day is the cool thing about Transformers. The plot is literally the log line of the cartoon is their war came to our world. You know, that mm-hmm. is a byline where you just go, damn, this outside civil war force that we can't control. It's kind of the plot of Bumblebee and why that movie works, where it's an intergalactic criminal on the run. You know, you don't know which side you would have to take, right, or whatever. And this, mm-hmm. they just kind of throw that away to go, well, that's not the interesting part. And to me as a kid, I was like, no, that's the most interesting part, that they don't know if they can trust the Autobots and that the Autobots have brought, like, destruction to Earth and it's not our fault. Right. That I is would argue... Nuance. Um, for this had. movie, yeah, for this movie, the the strongest part of it is when it's like like we said, there's too many human characters. Just focus on Sam and Michaela, right? Yes. They should be the human characters that we identify with. We don't need a million other like military people. Um, and then the best part of this movie is really when you know they're like the mystery of the beginning with Bumblebee and like Absolutely. You know, that whole thing is probably the most intriguing part of the movie. The once I feel like once all the actual um, Autobots get together, like the, the movie actually goes down in quality, right? And <laughs> this, this turns into like crazy action for the next hour. Two yeah. hours and 15 minutes, Jacob. It takes an hour to see a robot transform. And I'm kind of with right. you that once yeah. they start doing it, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. But I want to correct you. You just said, you know, the best stuff is with those two. There actually is a standout character in this movie, and I I would like your guys' opinion. You know, there's some very interesting human actors, some very cool robots that they choose to introduce. I'm, of course, talking about the best character, Mojo the Dog, who is all of our standout (laughs) favorites and is clearly the standout of this film. He is so lovable that the other actors, who clearly must have a bad script or just doing improv, because literally any time they're around Mojo, they say Mojo's name 5,000 times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how Mojo got. What an agent! What, what's the take right. that Mojo got? Yeah, Mojo's Mojo. getting some play here. Yeah, right. He's got like a cast on his foot for some reason. He's, He's hurt. Taking medication. 
Um, and of course, your other favorite characters, Colin, uh, Sam Witwicky's annoying ass parents who are oh, in yes. this movie way too much. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yeah. We get them. And yeah, a lot of the jokes in this don't land, like we said, starting with the military characters to the parents to uh, Mojo being a crackhead or um, were you masturbating? Right. Right? I mean, it's like, come on. There's yeah, so much like, this? yeah, like random nonsense. Juvenile humor, like, nonsense. It's, yeah. This it's is, like everyone is so over the top in this movie. Like Bernie Mac, obviously the... Uh, uh, I think he's the only guy that works. But he's going to smash his... Yeah. Mom's but this is just like a to me this just feels like an alternate universe where everyone is like an insane over-the-top person <laughs> who's just screaming constantly um like the, the the cop that's interviewing shia about like oh what well you want some drugs that, or something that you want guy mojo? is on drugs <laughs> yeah, yeah like what is that what is the point of that like that scene goes on too long like every scene goes on too long but but to yeah. your point, from the introduction, we know when Shia is telling the story that his great-great-grandfather was a scientific explorer who was in the Arctic Circle looking for uncharted territory, that he is completely insane and that he is trying to sell these items to make enough money for a car. It is not a relatable story for a kid because you would not be like, I just even watching it now, you're just like, oh, this guy's so desperate. This is so sad. <laughs> He's desperate to get a car so that he can impress girls and get a girlfriend. I need this. <laughs> Not the most unrealistic high school plot. You know, like I want to get no. a car and I want to cruise f- for babes, right? That's, but that's, also, that's yeah. Michael Bay's childhood. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? It's, it it's, it's relatable, but at the same time, Sam Witwicky as a character is like kind of... Um, Very grating unlikable. and abrasive and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's not, he's not super likable. Um and there's a super cuts that have been out for years of him saying, no, 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 yes. no. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that no became a, a larger Shia meme where he was just saying no, no, no in every movie for some reason. Right. Wow. But uh, I want to take it to what I consider like the best character in the movie, and that is Michaela. Wow. Regardless of Michael Bay's uh, taste in framing, let's say, right, it being yeah. less than progressive. As a character, she really is like the most competent, the least annoying. She has a backstory. Sure. She loves cars. She's the one who drives Bumblebee in the battle. Like she, <laughs> yes. she's awesome. Mike, yeah, she sometimes her dad couldn't afford a babysitter and she'd have to steal cars too. <laughs> it's like your dad, Nicholas Cage, gone 60 <laughs> seconds. Angela, you leaves your mom. Like, that's yeah. Dope. And then when Sam finds out about that, like he's kind of a dick about it. And he's like, what? Oh, your dad's in prison. Like, yeah, I think she's definitely should be the main character of the movie. Like she's the one who yes. knows about cars the, is the main thing. Like Sam doesn't right. know shit about cars. Um, yeah, I totally she agree with you. Slide her into that role. It would have been a way cooler movie. Yeah. Well, let me yeah. ask you guys too. We've never talked about Megan Fox on this podcast. Thoughts on her. Where has she gone? I, I have not seen her in a movie in a she's, very long time. You know, I'll tell you, Colin, she, um, Kind she was of. here last week. <laughs> she, <laughs> she I think Megan Fox was unappreciated uh, in the, you know, she basically got a lot of shit because she was kind of seen as just like this um, sex symbol who wasn't like a great actress or whatever. Feuds and, with Lindsay Lohan. Like I remember that in the press. Yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't in a ton of stuff even after Transformers. I mean, Jennifer's body, 
which is a which is yes, a fun movie. Classic. She um, did Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yes. Bay, so we uh, have talked yeah. about her then I, I take it back oh my god Briefly, yeah but you know she hasn't been in in movies lately but she's still around and actually i guess she's dating uh machine gun kelly now and she oh she my was in uh, machine gun kelly music <laughs> I yeah mgk she's uh she had a couple kids with her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or whatever i think and then now she's with mgk something like that wow but yeah i just feel like she was kind of done dirty by the uh you know, the Hollywood machine that gets a lot of uh, young, you know, starlets and stuff and kind of chews them up and like spits them out. So, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on team Megan Fox. Well, so. and yeah, let's talk too. a little bit about that behavior where she's lashing out at Michael Bay and stuff. That's coming from mm-hmm. Jacob, basically her and Shia doing interviews of you wouldn't believe how close we are to these explosions. Like it's kind right. of not very safe. And then Shia breaks his arm in that car accident and things kind of get worse for the stunts on set. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've seen stuff about like cars, you know, crashing and, and accidents happening on Michael Bay sets, you know, in following years and stuff. So it seems like it's a reoccurring thing, but also I just know for one thing, like, um, to audition for this part, like Michael Bay, like made her like wash his car in a bikini or something. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, Jesus uh, fucking Christ. I take back the it hasn't been canceled yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get the there. We'll get him. Yeah. We'll that's, get yeah, him. We'll delete this up. whole episode. Don't worry. <laughs> Which is tragic because, because she is like the best character in my opinion in the movie. Yes. And it should have been about her. She's. Yeah, the only competent one. It's annoying. It's insane. His story is insane. The whole, they're looking for the glasses because of his relative and stuff. You guys are right. She's more interesting. It could have been her relative and she loves cars. Yeah, and she's more proactive in the story. Like, there's no reason for Sam to be even in the story. Like, he doesn't know cars or anything. Um, Yeah. But I think it's interesting that she did get kind of this more... Uh, three-dimensional character because she totally could have just been like the standard love interest of the main character and like not had this kind of depth so i do appreciate that aspect of it yeah and not to jump too far ahead and she does the right thing in later movies by breaking up with sam and moving on with her freaking life because he is a loser (laughs) yeah that is a loser who keeps like getting insanely hot uh, girlfriends, which we'll see in the, the third we'll one. Too. Yeah, there. it's Michael Bay insert. You just have her grandfather be the one who found it, but no one believed him, so their family was disgraced. Therefore, her dad was poor and stole cars. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, right. But, but I guess you know Sam Witwicky. The name is from the show, right? There is like a little kid named so Sam Witwicky. The lead character, and it's interesting that Kevin Dunn's father character in this has so much time. I would, I know I'm making the joke about Mojo. I would actually argue Kevin Dunn's kind of the funniest character for what it's worth. I do like worth. Kevin Dunn. And he was in the show called Veep, which is a great show that I Which you're watch. always recommending, and I'm realizing now I should fucking watch. Um, the lead characters who interacted with the lead Transformers and the kid who ends up having a relationship with Bumblebee and kind of the impetus to humans and robots working together was a kid named Spike, and his father was Sparkplug. So I remember having these conversations with my brother when they announced this movie, and I was like, and Shia LaBeouf is going to play Spike or Sparkplug? No, <laughs> he's playing Sam Witwicky. Okay, I thought there was a Sam Witwicky from the cartoons, or a Wit or Witwicky was a last name from a. It character. might that might be their last name, and they might have just changed yeah. it around. Yeah, that element though of like child befriends robot is a very yeah. you know Japanese kind of trope to like. It's ET. I mean, you understand yeah, yeah, why Steven Spielberg was like, too. oh, yeah, I'm going to knock the park out of this. 
But let's let's jump over to another storyline now. We're with the hackers. We're with the you know security. Oh, that's the junior security defense. You know, uh, whoever we're introduced with um, the secretary of defense or something. He's like, <laughs> secretary of defense for John Boy. Yeah. You know, whatever John his character is playing. Important but we stay with these hackers. Rumsfeld, basically, yeah, basically. We stay with the hackers. They're decoding the message. It's after this terrible attack. We realize now that Decepticons are on our planet. They're looking for these glasses to revive Megatron, we're going to find out. Okay, cool. Um, We meet Anthony Anderson's hacker character, who's essentially the same role Kevin Smith does in Live Free or Die Hard, right? He's the fat hacker who lives with his mom or grandma who gets a moment where he says, mom, I'm saving the world. Or, you know, like some zany (laughs) moment. Shut up, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. We get, um, yeah, his friend, the the Australian hacker lady uh, who was the one that originally uh, hacks the signal or whatever. There's so much like computer, like nonsense that's happening in this movie. Um, and like people like going, oh, we need to cut the hard lines. Uh, just people saying it's that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, these characters, it feels again like like uh, um, you know Congress Godzilla, where it's like all yes. these human characters that we don't care about. Um, that you know, yeah, they meet up at the end, which is like this big moment. John Leguizamo is another one, which is like he's the secret uh, government guy, right? John um, Turturro. John, John Turturro, Turturro. yeah. Leguizamo is <laughs> um, in Mario. Leguizamo, right. I would love if it was John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, could have been better. John um, Turturro, who later when he shows us Megatron says, this thing's invented computers, basically. And you're like, wow, that's, that's crazy. You're saying, yeah, this is an alternate universe where everybody acts like a crazy asshole, but this is an alternate universe where it all is? technology has derived from Megatron. iPods, cell phones, so yeah. Right. And the other interesting thing about it is, like, the Transformers in this movie, like, in the cartoon, they all had, like, their specific thing that they transform into, like, one car, one kind of car. They don't – in this movie, it's like they can scan anything and then turn into it. So, you could turn into, like – like, even Bumblebee is, like, an old beaten up, like, Camaro, and then he turns into, like, a shiny new Camaro. Sure. Um, Right, right. Now you have, like, uh, you know, Mountain Dew machine that can turn into an alien or, like, you know – so – kind of funny but um you'd have a designated vehicle but now you kind of do whatever yeah well, if we're talking robots i i want to ask because that opening scene like when you're, you're sitting down you've never seen a transformers movie and you get this helicopter coming in what's the number on that helicopter oh you know 300 whatever that helicopter crashed you know a year ago oh shit you know and then it transforms into a decepticon and starts laying waste to the lab it's like i was so in i was so on board Hell right yeah. like that was a sick way to open the film i just wish the rest of it would have kind of had that yeah i think that was didn't a cool become goofy scene. Is as goofy as it did yeah and there's some cool scenes like um when the army guys are in the desert and there's like that scorpion decepticon that's like coming out of the sand and like that alone pocket, just human versus pocket, one decepticon <laughs> Oh, yeah, at least you get that beat. Yeah. Where's your yeah. wallet? Left I need a credit card. I read this phone call. You're right. Sorry. I race, who I totally forgot times. was in this movie. Right. Um, well, he's playing he's, his Fast and Furious character. We should know that. I like that. to believe so. Yeah, I like to believe it's a shared universe. <laughs> Roman. Um, <laughs> cars. Dude, that is the crossover. Fast and the Furious, Transformers. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Dom, Dom to Miss Prime. But you know what? We have John Cena. We are in, family. Uh, Bumblebee <laughs> and in the new Fast and the Furious. 
So well, that's what okay. he was doing the whole time. It, the next one has to be, I want everyone to meet. This is our new guy in the crew. Goes by Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant it's robot comes behind him. It's piloting a car that all of a sudden turns into a robot. Yeah. That yeah, is I guess how you would have to too. do it. You get a, this, this car pulls up and Michelle uh, Rodriguez is like, where do you get the new ride? And Dom says, it's not a ride. It's a new member of the crew. <laughs> and Mike Wahlberg says, I think I've had a Transformer. <laughs> yeah. um, hold on. So, Jacob, to Mike's question, do you like how these motherfuckers look? You know, there's a lot said to Michael Bay's, it's just glass and metal bending on itself. But it's what it's a else lot, is a Transformer um, supposed to look like? Right. It's definitely more complex complex than like the cartoons where they were more kind of blocky or whatever um, like a body panel will move out of the way there's yeah, a lot so of shifting moving Mike, you're right there's a lot mm-hmm. going on i think the effects in this one i mean they're definitely impressive especially for like the time uh this movie was made i think they do get like progressively worse and like progressively like what the fuck is going on right they become now. like nanotech but i think for 2007 this did hold up. I couldn't believe that this was yeah. 2007, actually. Like, it does hold up pretty well, considering it's all CG. The scene yeah, where Optimus of, Mike, um, you know, comes up and you see him do the standing transformation. That's a lot of movement and gears happening, right? Yeah, there's not a ton of them in this. But when you do see them, they look pretty good. And there's something like 18,000 moving parts in Optimus Prime or some bullcrap like that in a CG model. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, but it... it Looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, and I think there's maybe some really, a little busy, but yeah, a little busy. But I do think it just gets worse as the later movies go on. So I think this is the best best one for this kind of thing. And there's some really Until cool again, shots. Until Bumblebee. Bumblebee, yeah. which that's gonna take a drink every time we say that if you're of legal age. <laughs> they somehow just get louder, unfortunately. Like it's not even that it's just like the effects get worse. It's like they just try to literally drown it out so you're not even looking at the screen to even like pay attention to it. And you're like, okay. There's a yeah. lot of off-screen transforming later. Yeah. But like even in this, the sound design is pretty cool. Like the first time the helicopter transforms, you get the cartoon sound effect. Yep. And it's like totally. that is awesome. I mean, did that yeah. work for you as a cartoon fan, yeah, Colin? Absolutely. Um, I like the looks of them. You know, to the people who say, Bumblebee, take a drink, that that first scene <laughs> where you see the OG look of them, well, that's the only time the there's Beatle. really Transformers. No, I mean, again, it's like, what the fuck? Even if Spielberg made this, they probably would have looked this way. And do I like like the Michael Bayism of like, the flames are why Optimus is red. No, not necessarily, but it is a practical thing. And some of them, they did make those models. Like the the frozen Megatron, they made that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's, I mean, well, for one thing, there's a lot of practical effects with, uh, like, explosions and stuff like that. So, yes. like, when the one, uh, uh, a Decepticon, like, kind of goes through a bus or whatever that's like oh, devastator or whatever yeah the bus and gets ripped in half yeah so i think there's some really cool effects and like even the, the scorpion thing coming out of the sand and i think even if, if spielberg made this movie it probably it might have been a better uh plot or something but i don't think the effects would have been as good because i think that's kind of michael bay's uh forte is like those True. kind of effects yeah and, yeah I, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me watching this like i wasn't super engaged with the plot but looking at the effects and thinking of 2007 and being like, wow, you know what? This is like technically like a pretty 
impressive feat that, that was accomplished here, right? Yeah. So I got to give it credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of just modernizes the look of the, the Transformers in a way that makes sense. So I think yeah. um, I don't knock it too hard for that. No. And yeah. we're, we're a couple movies away from some pretty racist robots. So we'll, we'll get there, but it is going to go downhill. Um, Again, we get yeah. Jazz, who who did learn well, from the I internet. I mention but Jazz but, real quick, Mike. Yeah, let's talk robots. You know, it's it's again a very stereotypical depiction. Like, oh, he learned from the internet. Like, okay, but like the thing is, it just gets worse from here. So, yeah. like, this oh, is like absolutely. as tame as we're going to be. So, <laughs> I think this you is get the a, most um, stomachable. <laughs> it yeah, gets. when Bumblebee like pees on. Uh, oh, buddy. Like John, Turturro, John Turturro? That's kind yeah. of a, a sign Stop of lubricating things to him. come, yeah. I think. That's, like, you quit lubricating bullshit. him, you're right, Mike. <laughs> that is the moment, Jacob, where I can't even say to people who are like, well, you know, if you edit it around the humans, like, there are the robot parts, you might like those. I'd be like, I don't even want to spend time with these fucking robots. Like, Iron Eyes <laughs> threatening to kill the humans, and Bumblebee's just pissing all over everybody. I don't really like <laughs> yeah. that. I do like Bumblebee the best, and I like um, him in this movie. I like the bit of, like, you know, he lost his voice box, so he uses the radio to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he gets it back at the end for some reason, but then in later movies he's he's lost it again or something. He gets it back um, at the end of this movie. Shia LaBeouf has the distinctive line, so you can talk now? And (laughs) you just almost want to be like, let's just go ahead and chop that out for future releases, because we never use that. I want to stay with the boy. I I am your guardian. (laughs) Yeah. You want to make out on my hood? <laughs> He's a creep, Mike. <laughs> I'm not watching. That is kind of a creepy, like, you know, Bumblebee's kind of a pervert because... Yeah, uh, he's trying to get him together. Know, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to set him up. He's trying to, like, basically have him fuck like he's his, a pervert. inside of this him. i don't think he wants the to stay with the movie boy. Ever made let's keep talking about the robots ratchet the first med- aid medic you know yep, yep. The, is his job in the role he's an ambulance he says i'm detecting pheromone levels the boy wants to mate with the girl right mm-hmm. right don't put wow. that check in there just don't Michael just Bay. don't put it in there's a scene where they're dry where they're riding in like Basically, Bumblebee turns in the shiny new Camaro. That's right. And they're like riding in the car. Cue and the then, Kill Bill music. <laughs> yeah. And then Shy is like, oh, you should like, you know, sit on my lap or whatever. Because, you know, there's only like one seatbelt up up here. And then she's like, oh, okay, I guess I guess that makes sense. Pretty like, smooth <laughs> with that seatbelt line. Then now that you've yeah, got a like, boner. Was it smooth? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but at least she acknowledged that she like knew it was a stupid line as opposed to like falling. Like it's still bad. It's still really bad. But at least she's like, yeah. okay. It's a lot I, of this plotting yeah. stuff because literally we go from that to like Jacob said, that moment immediately doesn't matter because they get thrown out of the car. The car changes and then it goes, whoa, right. I'll drive now. So, okay, they're <laughs> comfortable using the two seats. Then... We go home and we get an extended scene of, Mom, Dad, you can't see the robot that's outside. That would be the worst. To immediately they get arrested and the FBI shows them the robot. And you go, okay, so what was that last 15 minutes that we spent? What? There's a lot of oh, checking man. in of, uh, during this movie where you just yeah. go, boy, like let's let's do away with this. Let's go ahead and move oh, yeah, through yeah. this. And can like we I said, talk like, about, all the bits go on too long. Right, and sure. even the house bit. It's like literally you've evolved to be able to hide in plain sight. You could be a car. The house is on a street. 
Just be a car yeah. and sit in Sam, the street. Why are you am hiding? Am I talking too loud? We need the all spark. Is your dad <laughs> yeah. in there? Yeah, even Optimus Prime, <laughs> right? Who's supposed to be like a serious like guy is like just like a bumbling idiot in that scene. Like, like hiding under the hide. porch and shit. Like just go to <laughs> yeah. the street. Yeah, like, just turn into cars. Yeah, and park on the street. I'll be back in five minutes. Just <laughs> go there. And you have uh, Sam's mom like, oh, what are you masturbating in there? Right. She, all she wants to talk about is how high the dog is, whether or not he's getting blown, and uh, whether or not he's on drugs. Like she is, she's a very down low mom. You gotta give it to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, weird stuff. Um, ensues but they do get arrested and then we get John Turturro you get the whole backstory that uh, what do they call it NBE1 section 7 NBE1 the Megatron was discovered in the Arctic much like Monster Zero was discovered in the Antarctic in the later Godzilla so they might have ripped that off you know an alien I guess they all ripped off it feels like I mean yeah it's kind of like a kaiju movie right it's giant robots fighting each other but yeah yeah, it just has the same problem that a lot of those movies have where it's like we need a million human characters that we can identify with. We really don't. We just need Sam and Michaela. Like they could be the human characters that center the movie and then most of it should be about the fucking robots. Some of it that's should what, be devoted yeah. to making them characters, Jacob. Uh, the mm-hmm. cast of yeah. people of Ironhide, Bumblebee, uh Jazz, Jazz. <laughs> like who I don't even want to reference him. Optimus, where the well, fact he literally, that literally gets that one moment and then is ripped in half. Mike, not yeah. even that. They all get like one-liners. It's essentially something happens and a robot will react to it to themselves. Like that ought to hurt. Where you're like, why? What? Why are you saying that? And then they'll get killed. And you just want to go make them characters. Give them something to do in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially the Autobots, like. I've like at least the Decepticons like Megatron and Starscream like they kind of have a little personality. I feel like the only Autobots with personality are Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Yes, yeah, those are just kind of very forgettable. Um, and even in the action scenes, it's hard to even tell who's fighting who and like who's oh, yeah. like is this one dead or like like I guess Jazz gets ripped in half, but I can't even tell like you know. If, and also the Decepticons kind of all look similar where they're just like a bunch of gray metal, like silver. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I guess their designs aren't as distinct as we said, it does get worse later. You know, we'll get there when we get there, but even here you, it's the best that it's going to be, but it's still kind of confusing in motion, which is only going to get worse. And I just think like this movie is just entirely too, too long. Yes, and like this is the shortest one minutes until, <laughs> until Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, which is insane because I was like watching this movie and I got to like the two hour mark and I paused it and I was like, "How much this movie's left?" And there's still twenty minutes left, and I was like, "How is this movie not over?" Well, yet? We got to like, wrap up Josh <laughs> Duhamel. <laughs> you know, you yeah. you're gonna want to see what happens to him. It's like, no, no, I'm not. Let's no. go ahead and move that away. <laughs> you're a soldier now, Shia LaBeouf. Take this cube. <laughs> you're a soldier now, kid. Right. A lot of people are going to yeah. get hurt. No, 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 no. Wait, are you telling me the, the super rounds with the heat did the thing, Tyrese? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, all right. They do um, yeah. help the heroes win, though. I guess the human... Yeah, uh, of course. you know, the military, we're effective, dog. Sign up today. Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned, there is there is a uh, reference to the president, George W. Bush, yes. who was the president at the time, which is insane to think about. That was like three There's presidents ago. There's a reference ago, for that? Yeah, they're on um, Air Force One. 
And for some reason, he's like this computer sir. He's like, oh, why don't you uh, wrestle up some ding dongs for me? Oh, you just see, you just see like his feet are blocking his face. He's like lying on a bed. And for some reason, there's like this big like computer server room on Air Force One that's like the little robot is hacking the little Decepticon. Um, But yeah, it's just very funny to me that like this movie, you know, 2007, not that long ago, but it's like four presidential administrations ago. It feels like an entirely different uh, time period. Yeah. And so um, the MacGuffin being uh, the cube. Uh, that the government's been hiding under the Hoover Dam, you know, and uh, it can turn Nokia phones into Transformers, Mike. Anything, right? Mountain Dew machine, and that's why the Decepticons are trying to get the cube for whatever. It's it's the MacGuffin, right? And then there was one joke that I liked when um, he puts the Nokia phone in. He's like, "Man, the Japanese have these like crazy phones." And then the, the lady's like, "Oh, isn't Nokia like Swedish or something?" Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's like, what's yeah. It was a Very couple. funny. Great movie. Yeah, so John Turturro, not my favorite part of this movie, but uh, will be coming back. <laughs> yes, he'll Characters be coming back. Characters to watch podcast fans. Josh Duhamel comes back too, right? Uh, uh, this guy named Shia LaBeouf <laughs> comes back, believe it or not. Crazy, crazy. Fox. Um, what do we think then of... I guess the final act, this final battle, right? It's very busy, you know. Too long. Now, too Mike, long. you said kaiju movie tropes. I do love that. Yeah. It's the only one of these kind of films ever, I guess maybe Pacific Rim, where the big beasts can communicate with people. So you get these moments where like Ironhide will be like, get back, get back, as missiles are coming down. And then he'll lift up a car and he'll just get blown up and you'll think, well, you don't know how any of these things will react to missiles, you fool. You don't know what like human cars are like. That's not going to help you. Yeah, we, we missed a whole movie of fish out of water plot with the Transformers, yes. like getting used to Earth. <laughs> Of hiding, you know, that's seasons of the cartoon is, you know, if humans knew what we were, what would occur? And in this, they rush to the humans have to be part of it because obviously in a heightened world where we're not going to dump all our money into special effects, the human characters Mm -hmm. are more important. But they go back on that for the rest of the movies of actually this time the Autobots are still on the run from the government. Just kidding. We're actually on your side, too. And you, it's, they bite the apple, and you just want them to put that piece back, Mike. You know, they, there should be this moment of the humans are going to see us, but, you know, we've earned their respect, or for some reason we love these things that are basically ants, so we have to do it. Or, you know, some sort of internal discussion yeah. between the Transformers, if they were characters. Or Bumblebee's been down there. Like, this is how Earth works, right? Yeah. You got to, like, you know... Look out. You p- They've been hiding on, on Mars. Yeah, don't park on Tuesdays, 10 to 12, with street cleaning, right? You're going to get towed, right? You know, watch <laughs> out for some Earth stuff, you know? Yeah, that's what he's going to tell them. That could be a funny bit. Then it's like I- Ro- Ironhide gets dragged away and he's got to keep quiet. You know, Where are you taking Wait, me? no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike, some, that would be good. That would have been great, right? But, you know, said they're going to hide in the bushes. Right. Um, I think, you know, with this final action scene, like, Obviously, it's way too long. I kind of tuned out for a lot of it because uh, it just looked like, you know, you have to. I didn't know what was going on. My one question about this is like, so I feel like, you know, this was like PG-13 or whatever, right? So they yeah. couldn't show people dying that much. But it feels like there's a lot of people like dying just off screen or like something explodes and they kind of go out of frame. Like, are these people dying or are they just all, are they all okay? I it think kinda... they're all okay. <laughs> 
Uh, it kind of becomes like Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds, right? Where you're like, oh shit, this was like a fucking bloody battle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm playing with you, Jacob. I guess it depends on the moments, yeah, because I distinctly remember pointing out in my head there's a moment when they're like, it's Starscream. And then Josh Dumel, you know, good military man, square jaw, says, fall back. And then everybody falls back and the Transformers <laughs> pick up a Furby truck. So it's like yeah, them saying fall back right. means everybody survived because they all fell back. Right. But then when Optimus Prime and uh, Megatron go through an office through building, the building, I don't yeah. think those people are okay. <laughs> no, but then you, don't see, are you don't really see any people. So maybe it was just a totally empty building. They fell know? back too. They heard Josh Jamel <laughs> from the yeah. 20th floor office and got out. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, Transformers. It's a little it's I, I remember I was watching it and I'm like, why is there a Furby truck that they're lifting? And I was like, oh, Hasbro. Got Product it. Placement. <laughs> okay. Did it come back that year? I'm, again, you're surprised that they're not like playing Monopoly or whatever. But, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, as these films go on again, there is going to be this lean into disaster porn a little bit more. This franchise, Jacob, like you're saying, since it's pre-Avengers and stuff, kind of skirts away. There weren't really any complaints about this final battle, like, being kind of too city destruction-y yet. But as this goes on, I mean, I remember scenes where, like, Shia's, like, on the side of buildings that are, like, falling onto other buildings and stuff. So, we'll, we'll get some fun. Yeah. If everything in sequel world has to escalate, and this is your starting of off point. Right. It's like it's it's going to get in with Michael Bay times 10. Mike, you're right. It's like Mm -hmm. I got to have four girls in this next one. (laughs) Yeah, this is the calmest, most, you know, viewable one. And it's still batshit crazy. I'm telling you, I think he thinks I'm making a Spielberg movie. I really think that's how he approached it. And then occasionally they'd be like, but you're going to shoot the all new Ford Camaro like it's a commercial. Right. And he's like, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's what that's what I'm here for, baby. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. GM. Yeah. All the cars are GM because that's GM of commercials. Yeah. The, um, but, um, I was just yeah, a note on the car maker. The Interceptor, the, the Ford, it's clearly a Ford like Mustang that's the cop car that's evil, but they have to take all the badges off of it because no, yeah. no car maker wants to be the Decepticon. And then everything sure, right. else is just construction vehicle or like military vehicle. There's no other like Decepticon cars, right? There is a funny moment with the Decepticon police car where it, there's a close-up of the words on it. It says, like, to... Punish to, uh, and enslave punish or something. Enslave. Yeah. Instead of protect That kind of reminded me of T2, you know, when uh, he's disguised oh, as the... Oh, very true. Uh, yeah, this LAPD is kind of a T2-ass. The runaway on the bike with the cop chasing. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. But I think, yeah, this is definitely the most grounded one until Bumblebee. But uh, I am looking <laughs> forward to seeing... To going back and rewatching all these terrible sequels because I... Like I said, I don't remember a single thing of no. any, like, two through five. I don't know if I even ever watched, like, four and five. So, <laughs> yeah, really looking forward to, to Again, Jacob, you, know, you said up top, those. you knew exactly where you were for this one. You knew it was a phenomenon at the time. Yeah. The next couple, you know, when we did Harry Potter, it was like, yeah, I know who's going to show up in these next uh, movies we watch. My friends, the cast of Harry Potter. <laughs> and these, I'm like, yeah. I don't know, like... Mark Wahlberg is going to show up at some point. That'll be exciting. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. This one is, this one's oh, very distinctive. Um, you know, I know exactly where I was when I watched it. Then I kind of lost interest in the whole series. And then I don't even know. You know How could next you one not? comes out like what? 2010 or something. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of fell off of caring about these movies at all. And uh, I think they went downhill. So it'll be fun to rewatch. Fun. 
uh, is not maybe the word I would choose, but uh, it will be fascinating, I think. It's going to be entertaining, but I know that um, I have only seen one, two, and three. I've never seen, what, Extinction in the Last Night, so... That's going to yeah. be a, a first-time experience for me when we wow. get to it. Um, I think so, me as well. I don't remember. I know, I think one of them probably has, them like, dinosaur robots, <laughs> and one of them has yes. a night robot, probably. Yeah, so, so at a certain point, throughout watching these when they were, you know, contemporary, I decided enough was enough. And now, I've decided enough was not enough, and it's Transform oh. A, baby, and we're going to be doing them all. Hell yeah. Transform A. <laughs> yeah, but if that's it for the uh, first Transformers... 2007. Maybe we want to queue up the uh, Lincoln Park and go to our last thoughts. We're back. It's the Normies in Disguise. We're talking Transformers, the first Michael Bay film. Should mention they're all Michael Bay films. We're doing five Michael Bay films here, guys. It's kind of a mini series on him too. But we're going to jump into our final thoughts here. I just wanted to leave you guys to think about this. Why do people walk away? You know, mm. this is a billion-dollar franchise. Still, you know, it's not held in high revere or regard, but this is one of those things where. What will people remember about this franchise? I've had a ton of fun just talking the 2007-ness of it all, of this film in particular. I guess that's its legacy. Like I said, like it's Shia LaBeouf wearing that Stroke shirt and me being like, ah, yeah, there we go. Like, Very ah, 2007. I, I yeah, just see right. you, man. I see myself in you. Oh, it's um, true. And we, we just had Linkin Park play us into here, you know, in the Strokes shirt. I, I listened to the Strokes back then. I'm like, no, no one listens to this band. What the heck, you know? And they even do a needle drop for the used Pretty Handsome Awkward when they're doing yes, Escape from the course. Cop Car. And I, I love noticed the used, that too, yeah. But it put me right back in high school for sure, uh, you know, rip Chester 100%. Bennington. Um, the music but, yeah. in this, uh, the cell phones, like when he's recording stuff on his flip yes. phone. Like, oh my God. You know, you generation z won't understand but uh you know that was our that was our prime of our high school years right yeah i'll say this getting a car freedom when it shows the tv in his bedroom and he's got a slamming huge bedroom but the fact that it's this big super small up in the corner rabbit ears he's not streaming he's not you know he's not watching anything on this he's fucking lucky to catch shit that's on there just like i was lucky to you know go into my cabinet and see some handmade tapes that said transformers the ones with the Dinobots in them handwritten on top mm-hmm. of it and i knew i was getting Grim a good block. time so right yeah there's no twitch in that universe quite yet um not yet yeah. megatron hadn't but invented I, uh, it mike that yeah. used when that used song came on i was like oh hell yeah man it's just <laughs> instrumental but i'm like oh, yeah yes classic i've been totally. listening to it the past two days i like this fun fact too before we finish this the guy, uh, Trent, was that the, the bully, the, the jock? Oh, yeah, oh, Trent sure. DeMarco. I was going to, this was going to be my uh, Go for what? fun fact. We'll this is going to blow your mind, Colin, okay? Oh, my so, God. Trent DeMarco, played by Travis, you know, Travis Van arms, Winkle. Washboard abs, yeah. <laughs> um, who plays, you know, Megan Fox's boyfriend in the beginning of the movie, like the bully guy, right? This guy played the same character in the 2009 Friday the 13th movie. Same exact oh character, my Trent DeMarco. God. Of course, and that's <laughs> a Platinum Dunes film, which is a Michael Bay movie. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Which means that Friday the 13th and Transformers take place in the same universe. <laughs> um, which is Sam. awesome. So we need Sam a friend. Sam Jason I have to go Optimus. to Camp Crystal Lake. I'm needed there. <laughs> well, Optimus, what? It, you say it is Jason? <laughs> Starscream teams up with you. They pull Jason out of the lake. <laughs> Jason, we must defeat Optimus Prime. <laughs> Turns him into a robot with the all spark. <laughs> yeah, which I've never seen the 2009. Uh, I don't know if you guys have. That's awesome. I've said it before. That's the Jared best Padalecki. Friday the Thirteenth movie. I'm not even being uh, funny about that. And he's a sure. very good part in it. So that's an awesome. I thought you were going to say he's a Winklevoss twin. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the same characters in both movies, and that is the best one. Go back and listen to our Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, there you go. Episode. But uh, Trent DeMarco. Yeah, Trent DeMarco. You know, uh, I guess I'll do my final thoughts on this Please. first one. Then we've kind of gotten through. Yeah. Um, fascinating specimen of what was the progenitor of transformers which became basically known for a convoluted mess where every movie blends together i think until we get to bumblebee this is the most distinct and the one that i can hold most clearly in my mind for what it is and what it's about introducing the you know the autobots and uh, megatron comes back interestingly enough they defeat megatron in this first movie it's like in star wars if you kill darth vader Will he be right. back? Yeah, probably. But it's like a weird way to <laughs> where start it. Like, main villain's dead. Where do we go from here? That's what we're going to find out, you know, in the coming weeks. Uh, overall, passable. I don't, I don't like it though. I, <laughs> I don't like it. But it's yeah. fascinating it's for what it is as an artifact. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the special effects hold up for for that alone. It's it's kind of a curiosity. It's like yeah. a four out of ten for you. Yeah, four out of ten. <laughs> um yeah i agree with three <laughs> i agree with pretty much everything you said there mike um you know like i said it's very distinctive in my mind um you know the summer of blockbusters spider-man 3 same time period right so not you know a lot of these movies really underwhelmed i guess uh, we were just disappointed jacob i guess yeah. we were just let down that summer huh yeah, it was Spider-Man 3, it was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which is the third of the original trilogy. You're like, what the and fuck? And none of those were good except for the first one. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we did get was like 300 earlier in the year, which which was like kind of a, a, a big one for me that kind of like changed the game in a lot of ways. So, you know, Zack Snyder, better than Michael Bay for sure, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this was a, a big deal at the time. I think it, you know, probably was one of the highest grossing movies of the year. And, uh, you know, maybe some of the sequels were also high grossing, but to me, none of them had like the cultural impact of this one, you know, like, uh, I just, for maybe I was just getting older, but I just fell off on my interest in, in them. But this one, it does hold up in a way that I don't think the sequels will as much. So I can't totally hate it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And I thought the effects held up uh, very well as well. Yeah, is, is what they dug up worth it? I don't know, but they did break ground on something here. <laughs> right. You know what? One it thing I would like to see. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. One thing I would like to see more of is the Starscream Megatron relationship. Oh, absolutely. Uh, which isn't really, you know, shown that like Starscream doesn't get really any much screen time at all on this, but 
I always thought their their kind of uh, dynamic from like the cartoons was fun, where it's like Starscream is like his right hand man, but will like betray him at any time in order to like, be like oh, come. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I wish that dynamic was was more in these movies. Mm. It's absolutely like a, one of the biggest parts of the show. I loved it as a fan. Uh, Starscream has a very memorable death after seasons and seasons and seasons of that show where he's covered in jewelry. So it is very much a, you know, <laughs> what you would expect from him. I wish he was that character, Jacob. Uh, yeah. You know, as a quote unquote fan of Transformers, to me coming at this, it's like I'm kind of more interested in the phenomenon because, Jacob, I would say you're the normie of this or we're in the normie Mike, you too, me as well, where, you know, the popular thing was to walk away from this franchise. Certainly was not people going like, not dog, you know, I don't know what infinity war is, but basically age of extinction is the infinity war of the transformers. (laughs) Like, no. Um, and just the idea that while we are doing this series, they have just greenlit, Another one, now does that mean it will be the sixth in this line of these main five? Would it be a sequel to Bumblebee the Outlier? Would it also be some sort of outlier thing? I mean, guys, people, tens, tens and twenties of people, big famous Hollywood writers, have been brought into these bull sessions of these quote-unquote transformer writers rooms for Hasbro, where they have sat down and plotted out the Transformers universe. And again, I know we just did Mortal Kombat and it's, I like, look, I understand the Pandora box has been open. That everybody now goes, oh, there's just so much to this world. You don't even understand. Like, we've got to service everybody and everything and every aspect of it. I, I, we don't need it. We don't need it for everything. I understand it's unfair to say to certain fan bases, your thing is not big enough to be the next MCU. I know that sucks. I know people don't want to hear it. But it is something that has to be heard. Because when something happens that is one of a kind, and everyone else chases to be like it, you don't get anything good. And now this idea of like, well, you know, Bumblebee was supposed to spawn, you know, it was going to lead to the Cliff Jumpers sequel, and then Starscream gets his third one that's called Starscream's Rises. And he's like, no, no, well, no, 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 no. Colin, I think the thing that's interesting about Bumblebee is that it's set in the 80s. It's a prequel yes. to these Detached. movies, I guess. And it's sort of a soft reboot where they can kind of go in a lot of different directions. I know the, the uh, box office reception wasn't as much as they no. hoped for for Bumblebee, but the, the critical reception was definitely better than any of the Michael Bay movies. So I would like to see them kind of continue off of Bumblebee because I think that was hands down the, the best Transformers movie that we've seen so far. Yes. Um, but I think you did make a good point of like Michael Bay took something that was very niche and like for mm-hmm. nerds, you know, like only nerds like this thing and made it super, you know, uh, accessible for, for everyone. So they made it very normie to the point where it was like uncool to like Transformers because it was oh, yeah. so normie, right? And the weird yeah, thing about yeah. that, Jacob, is if you're fans of all this, I wouldn't say there are fans who are like, you know, like, you know, in other franchises where you're like, I'm the comic book purist. I know I, I love the Netflix stuff that's going on. People aren't going to be like, well, for me, Transformers is just the Bay films. You know, that I don't <laughs> think that subset of right. people exists. But... It is the power and strength that he did something where 
normies go, oh, there's another Transformer movie coming out? What is that, six or seven or eight or nine? Like, that is powerful. That's insane. And let me blow your guys' mind right now. Hasbro, a toy company, keep that in mind, a toy company, does Mm -hmm. have Hasbro Studios where they try to, I mean, they own Death Row Records now, just to do a side thing. But they do, wow. to develop the properties that they have, they want to do Micronauts. They want to do more G.I. Joe stuff. They bring all these people in for these writer rooms. Guys, you might not know this, because it's so niche. It's just for their toy news. But they have a streaming app called Hasbro Pulse. Now, they yeah. have done original animated Transformer shows on that. But you have hmm. to assume, I mean, I know this is Paramount, maybe Paramount Plus, that's where this is all heading, that we'll get a, what in your guys' mind, an Optimus four-episode miniseries? The War for Cybertron yes, miniseries. Yes, a dope that show cool. on Netflix, you know, maybe. They I did mean, that obviously, throwback scene in Bumblebee. I would I love just, to see guys, that. I, Clearly, there is a want for Transformers stuff, but it does it blows my mind where I look at other things and I go, Gee, there's only one Power Rangers movie, but there's fucking seven of these? <laughs> like, right. that's crazy. Well, that's the thing that's, yeah, and like yeah. you look at like its peers, like even G.I. Joe, there's been yes. two movies that weren't as as And then they just wipe the board. Like, no, we can't ones. do that. Yeah. 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 Or something even like uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe, which is kind of a peer of the the cartoon, right? Absolutely. Where's, where's the He Man movie? You know, they made you know they made the old ones back yeah, in the day. Back but, in the um, day. <laughs> yeah, so it's just fascinating. And there was a new Power Rangers movie recently that didn't do that great at the box office either. So now let me out ask of all you guys these nostalgia this. things. Yeah, it seems like Transformers it is the most popular. Have anything to do with Peter Berg's Battleship movie failing? That Hasbro <laughs> just goes, we just got to refigure out all of this. <laughs> With Rihanna, Rihanna couldn't drive that vehicle. <laughs> Rihanna should play a Transformer, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Robotic. Yeah, that's crazy. I forgot they made a Battleship movie. I mean, wonder when we're going to get it, Guess Who. What a world. Yeah. Um, totally. Well, nostalgia stuff still upcoming. People are still chasing this dragon. I mean, uh, Adam Wingard, director of uh, Godzilla Kong, getting Thundercats up next. You know, same time period. That seems even less likely to succeed <laughs> yes. than Transformers, but Stranger Things have happened. I agree. Yeah, and I remember Who the knows? Power Rangers from a couple years ago, and I thought maybe that would get a sequel. I haven't heard anything about that in a while, so Done. maybe not. Nope. But <laughs> yeah. Not enough Dunkin' Donuts sold, <laughs> whatever the tie-in was. But yeah, weirdly, if I was to just you know put on a blindfold, look back in time at those franchises, we kind of talked about things like you know the Turtles, Power Rangers, Transformers, He-Man, any of that. And pick one that would make billions of dollars in six movies. I would probably have picked GI Joe. I would never. Yeah. I would not or have thought Ninja Transformers Turtles, would I mean. have that appeal. Or Ninja but it kind of just yeah. comes down to that the entire continent of Asia kind of just likes to see robots make robot noises, and that's cool. The spectacle and that, cinema, and yeah. Michael Bay knows how to create that. Yes. Think, well, but Mike, I think the thing the franchise will need going forward is a competent hand i i'm not saying the kevin feige of the transformers universe i think they need someone who wants to make a dope transformers movie even steven denight the guy who made bumblebee kind of get the feeling with him coming off Leica, where it's like i kind of just like making these stop motion movies i'll picture that bumblebee's that but this isn't really my bag i want a guy who's like no dog 
Transformers is all I motherfucking think about. And that's why Adam Wingard right. doing Thundercats is cool to me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even with Bumblebee, you definitely had like, it's just another Spielberg like imitator. Like it's very yes. Spielbergian. 100%. Um, so it's maybe not true to the the core of what made Transformers the cartoon and everything, but it's, yeah. So You get a glimpse of it in that one scene. So you have to find somebody who has a love for that original right. I want the guy who just makes lore. that one scene into an entire movie and, and then I'll be happy guys yeah that, that's kind of where I'm at because even though I didn't ingest you know too much of the content like I do have a, a memory and like a nostalgia around those original designs a little more blocky a little sound wave action and the, the Bay films exist but when you saw that in Bumblebee it was like now this is like the kind of Transformers I wish I had for the past 10 years but yeah I guess now I'll just keep working my way through these Michael Bay ones with you guys. Yeah, that's what we're at, <laughs> Looking forward to it. Watching see a what happens. two-hour and 45-minute movie next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That are yeah. impossible to find. They are not streaming, Normies. Good luck this Transforme, because it was very hard for me. These guys yeah, we went to, to go Amazon. out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm paying Bezos $4 a movie. Uh not great. I think Bumblebee is is streaming on Amazon Prime for free, though. So once we get, if we do that one at the end of May, at the end of Transform May, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to stop giving uh, Michael Bezos all of our money. <laughs> nice. But this has been 2007's Transformers. Yeah, I think uh, it's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. right. All right, our normies. Let's transform and roll out of here. We've been your hosts, of course. Check us out at our social medias, at normies underscore like underscore us. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. Email us and you can say, oh, here's pictures of my Transformer collection. Or Colin, you know, what was like the rarest one you guys had when you were growing up? Oh, we had an Omega Supreme in the motherfucking box. No big motherfucking deal. And no, that's not an item at Taco Bell, Jacob. I don't want to hear about it. But let us know. (laughs) Of course, we've been your hosts. This is Decepticolin. Mike Kayla. Optimus Jacob. Totally works. <laughs> Thanks, Normies. There we go. Thank you. Goodbye. We will never leave this podcast unprotected. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.